Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with speakers from the Resolutions Kept Summit. As if you've been following our show for the last several weeks, you will know that this is the fourth panel that we're having on this topic, and I'm so looking forward to having this conversation with everyone here today. And what we will be discussing, let me get this up here, is more tips on how you can make 2020 the year that it happens for you and your business. And we're going to be discussing questions like, how can I easily tap into inspiration when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stuck? And is there an easy way to set intentions and attain my goals that doesn't involve a lot of force and grinding it out and pressing on regardless? And so we're discussing these questions and many more resolutions to change, to be better or different, they all seem really simple on their face. But by the time you get to the middle of January, they start to get a little challenging. Life starts to happen and try and push you off the rails. And sometimes you just want to whine, either with or without the H. (laughs) So we are going to discuss answers to all of this exciting stuff today. If you would like to see more of what's going on at the Resolutions Kept Summit. Oh, somebody's baby's very excited. Oh, mommy, I'm home, I'm home. <laughs> you can go to 2020resolutionskeptsummit.com. That's 2020resolutionskeptsummit.com. It's a free registration. You give your name, your email address, you confirm that you've opted in, and you every day get a reminder of who's coming up, what they're talking about, and you get to listen to these wonderful speakers give from their wisdom and from their hearts. Who I have on my panel today, I am blessed to have with me Marla Goldberg. She is an energy healer, an author, an intuitive, a speaker, a teacher, and the host of a podcast called Guided Spirit Conversations, also here on Voice America Radio. And she is a best-selling author. Besides her, we also have Anna Ashrav, who's joining us from Australia. She is an event marketing specialist with building a global community of eventologists. She has a bachelor's in communication and 14 years working in with business owners. She's the CEO and founder of the Holistic Business Hub and an event marketing expert who works with leaders to reach to teach the art of mastering events for your business growth. And last but not least, I have Ellen Coronet with us. She is a social scientist and the chief fun officer and principal at LNK Creative. She consistently reinvents powerful, proven ways to increase visibility and jumpstart, <coughs> sorry, jumpstart engagement. Her quizzes and promotional question-based funnel cards use her signature clarity and creative process so that they showcase the brand brilliance and generate leads that are ready to act. So I am so excited to have you ladies with me. Welcome. Hey, hello. Yay. Hello. Thank you for having me and all of us. 
You are so welcome. So I have a number of questions that have been submitted for the show. And I think where I'd like to start is at the beginning, right? When we're thinking about the year that's coming and what we want to accomplish, what do you set first? Do you set an overall intention first or do you set goals and then pull the pattern of intention out of those goals? Who would like to take this question on first? I, I can go. All ahead. right, Anna. <laughs> I'm in the future, so we'll just start in the future. <laughs> <laughs> she she has the, the last word because she knows the lottery ticket numbers for tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this is a really, really good question, especially in the world of personal life and business. What I specifically did for this year uh, moving forward is I started off with a word for the year ahead, which um, I said both for both personal life and also for business and they are different words. So for my business, uh, what came up was finances and really looking after and being very clear around my finances for 2020. And then for my personal self, it was all around love. Out of those two words that sort of came up uh, in my, I guess, meditation and thinking around what I'd like for my 2020 vision, I created a vision board and uh, the vision board really had the love aspect, the success aspect, the finances aspect, and also impact, which is for me, as I'm sure for all of our listeners, is really important. What is the impact that we're making and how is that going to play out throughout the year? And so once I was able to have the words and then the vision board, from that I was then able to really look at what's happening and look at the goal setting and the planning to, I guess, reflect what the words and the vision is for the year ahead. And I can tell you that so far there's definitely been a lot of inbound flow that seems to be reflecting both of those things and, um, you know, having that focus has helped to start the year in the right way. That's wonderful. Now, the vision board, where do you keep yours? I know many people talk <laughs> about making one. I'm always curious about where yours lives. My vision board is currently on, so I've got a, large whiteboard in my office and so on one side of that whiteboard is my whole vision board and on the other side I've got like a Kanban style uh, board so then I've got the vision on one side and then I can work through the um, goals and the to-do list on the other side. I love that. Yeah, Ellen would you like to weigh in? How do you go about doing this? All right I'm going to answer as a social scientist but this is a wacky social scientist speaking here. <laughs> well, you are a woo social scientist, <laughs> which is wacky, one of the things we I'm love about kind, you. <laughs> right, new kind of social sciences. So here's what I know. Um, in all the cultures, in all the worlds, we all tell all the same stories. And so what happens is in the Western world, we tend to get really caught up in the very logical, linear kinds of things. And that's where we get goals. But what happens if, is if you really focus in on the intention, everything else kind of begins to fall into place around that. And there's things in your peripheral vision that you're not going to see if you're only focused on that end goal. Um, so the real key is exactly what Anna was talking about, which is you focus in on what you really want. And you go in more than once, more than twice, more than three times if you can, like a three-year-old, why? why do I want that? Mm. Because what we usually do is we come up with 
you know, like for example, finances. I want my finances to really rock this year. Well, why do I want my finances to really walk, rock? And what we find is if we ask three times or more, we start to get at the uh, answers that we didn't already know we had. Mm-hmm. So that's where you got your vision board. <laughs> yes. right? When you went beyond, I just want money. Why do I want money? What's money? I mean, my, you know, I wake up every morning. If I have money coming in, I'm not going to want to live my life better. I mean, what does that do for you? It's because I want to, you know, travel more. It's because I want to reach more people. I want a bigger community. I want more music in my life. I want more, you know, those things are what we're really focused on. And when you focus on those, the goals fall into place. I like that rule of thumb of asking why at least three times, because for myself, I know many years I set goals and this sort of thing based on what I was programmed to believe were my values. So it was what my mother believed. It was what the the community around me believed when I was growing up. And then I I was always perplexed as to why I would achieve something and not feel happy about it, not feel fulfilled or satisfied by it. But I was also not asking that why. Why why do I want my college degree? Why do I want to go get a PhD? Why why I didn't ask that? It was just like, you need to be educated. You need to be successful. Here's the path. Go do that. And so I did. (laughs) And that works with things like uh, releasing weight. Because, you know, why do I want to release this weight? Because I want to be able to move more easily. Why do I want to move more easily? Because I want to feel happy. I want more energy, you know. I want to play with my grandkids on the floor. Exactly. And those are the things that will motivate you. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Marla, how do you approach it? So, towards the end of the year, I look at what I – my the previous year, the year I'm, you know, finalizing up, I look at what that's about, what I achieved, what I didn't achieve. And then I go forward and say, okay. And as I mentioned to you earlier, I look at each new year as a blank canvas and mine to paint any way I want. And I say, what do I want to achieve in, in this case, 2020? And I will then make my list. And out of a few, I will pick the intentions I want to send, whether it's for the career, finances, personal, whatever it might be. And then I go into goal setting. And goal setting is, so what I do is I make a list, an outline of what I want, what do I want to achieve, and the steps I want to do to achieve what I want. Um, In the process, like everybody else, I, I do a vision book rather than a vision board because I travel a lot and I have a page for each area of my life that I want to focus on or do I have visualization manifest for me. And then I can put it in my suitcase and take it wherever I want. I could leave it in my bathroom. And every time I'm in there, I can flip pages and look at it. So it makes it more transportable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. How, how do you use that in your life? You mentioned maybe taking it in the bathroom with you. Where are some other places that you access this? Well, you know, if you're traveling, sometimes (laughs) you've got some downtime in there. What else can you do? But um, when when I'm traveling, you know, when you're in a hotel room, 
you've got some time, you take it out, you look. If you're going to a meeting, you can look at the professional part. If you're, if there's something I'm working on, um, and, there, and that's the reason why I'm at the meeting, I go go to that page first, and then the page that follows it for me, and what it leads to. Because what is to me the vision book is you can make it your story, as Anna was saying you know, and, and really started focusing in and you can do it in the priority that you want because you can always switch the pages around. So if it's you're working on a project that you want uh, someone to buy from you, you know, you've got your professional page, then you go into, it could be the career piece for this particular project and where you want that to take you. And then you can go into the financial reward abundance piece, which then takes you into the fun luxury stuff of, travel and and things you might you know toys you might want to buy or clothes or 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 to the next going to the next level servicing somebody other some mm -hmm. other people through donation or you know because when you have abundance financial abundance and prosperity it's easy to then help others who are in need Absolutely. as well as just buying all the fun stuff for yourself and family. I love that. I love that. And it's fun to buy the stuff for yourself for a while, but that kind of runs out of charm after a while. And the more gratifying things turn out to be, you know, supporting people learning to read late in life or digging wells or building schools in Africa or whatever your, your mission is, right? right. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. So... One of the things that I hear a lot, and I'm not surprised that this question came up as one of the things we should discuss on this show, is that it's really easy to make these plans and set these goals, but the hard thing is carrying them through, keeping on track as you're going down the road and life starts to happen, and not getting sidetracked by bright, shiny objects. So what do you guys suggest around maintaining focus and recovering from setbacks? Well, I'll go if you okay. else is jumping to the question. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I, I don't look at anything as a setback. I just look at it as a change of path because sometimes, you know, when you're in the middle of doing something you think or you feel you might want to accomplish, well, then Sometimes you really don't. It's like I've heard a number of people have gone to law school and in the middle of law school, they go, this isn't for me. It's not what I thought what it was. What am I, I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and they change course and do something else that makes their heart sing. And it's the same thing for me in regards to intention setting. Sometimes I don't look at it as a setback. I look at it as a change of direction because this isn't fitting. It's like a shoe mm -hmm. that doesn't fit. And then I go on to that. And then the, the vision board, that's what, or the vision book, I should say, for me, that's what keeps me focused. Because if I change direction, then I'll make a page for that direction. And then I could just switch out the pages and focus on my new intention, my new focus, my new goal, and what I want to achieve. That's wonderful. Hmm. Ellen, my social scientist, what uh -huh. what do we do when we get kind of pushed off our track and we want to get back on? Let's say we're trying to become healthier, which is right. very commonplace that people lose their focus and their impetus after a certain time. Right. So the it it kind of goes back to this idea of creating a um, sort of a destination, you know, reminding yourself of the intention. So if I was going to go from over here in Maryland on the East Coast 
to you out there somewhere in the West, (laughs) (laughs) I would put my little place on the map and I would look at where you are on the map. So the first thing I need to do is where am I right now? Like think, really think about it. What have I got going on right now that's going to help me get there? Mm -hmm. And then remember that there's more than one way to get there. (laughs) <laughs> indeed there is <laughs> detours right. are okay <laughs> right which is pretty much what marlo was saying that you need to remember that we don't have all the answers right here we don't know how we're going to get from here to there all we know is that that is something i really am ready to experience i know what that feels like i know what that looks like i know what that tastes like i know what that makes me feel like when i get up in the morning And I want to put as much of that in my life right now as I can Mm -hmm. and let the setbacks kind of show you a new um, pathway um, and let it go like a river. You know, it's going to kind of create its own little path and Mm -hmm. follow that and let it happen. And then you can course correct. I mean, and that's the same thing about mistakes is that uh, like, whoops, I just ate three donuts <laughs> <laughs> before I even realized, right? The subconscious yeah. mind is going, shovel it in, shovel it in, shovel it in. Well, and actually that's a really good example because we just had an event here yesterday in my home and somebody brought in this huge box of incredible donuts with Boston cream and oh, oh my God. Sprinkles and all the good stuff. Yeah. M&Ms on one of them. I mean, it was unbelievable. So I ate a couple of donuts, right? And the thing is, like, um, I don't like eating sugar. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like anything that happens to it. But those um, couple of donuts are okay. It's like, it's really okay. They were here. They're gone. (laughs) It's not a big deal. You know, and beating myself up about it is not going to get me anywhere. So now I'm going to eat more vegetables. I'm going to, you know, just kind of let myself keep going in that same direction because I know where I'm headed. I love that. And being able to give yourself some grace and forgiveness around it, right? Because it was one step off the path. It doesn't mean you can't step back onto the path again immediately afterwards. So we are coming up on our first break here. And I want to hear from Anna about her tips when we come back. So all of you out there in listener land, I would invite you during the break to find yourself a pen and paper. And just jot down a few things that you are intending for the year and maybe some first steps for heading off in that direction. I love the analogy of taking a trip from one coast to the other, because a lot of times we don't know exactly what the path is going to be. But as long as we're in the car, it's working and the headlights are on, you're going places. (laughs) So stay with us. Take a few notes on where you want to be, and we will be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get 
Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. It's so amazing. The technology now is... is Okay. Anyway, oh, we are live. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I guess we're back. I didn't. I didn't get the cue on that. Welcome back from the break. <laughs> we're over here having a little hand clutch. <laughs> None of our audio props came through. So, thank you for hanging in with us. We are discussing what you do when you run into setback after you set your intention and some goals for yourself, and then life happens. You get shanghaied by donuts. Or <laughs> someone gets sick in your family, or you discover that what you thought was going to work hasn't. Um, so, Anna, how how do you deal with setback? How do you put yourself kind of back on track? Uh, I think there's a number of things that are come into play here. So, first of all, I like to have an idea of what it is I'm looking to achieve. So, for in what I do. I have multiple different projects. It's not sort of just an overall, this is what I'm doing. And so at the start of the year and then quarterly, I tend to look at, well, what are the main core projects within my business and also my life that are of value and importance to me? And so when I think one of the parts of this was like, what happens when shiny bright objects come through? And one of the things I then ask myself is in which project does this particular task fall into? And if it doesn't, well, then it goes on to a potential list that is not core to what I need to do. As Mm. far as falling off the wagon, I think what alerts me to the fact that I've fallen off the wagon is usually my own anxiety. And what I find is then I, again, look at what is it that I can do? What actions can I take right now that will empower me to get myself to a space where I feel like I'm moving back in the right direction. So whether that is, you know, in business or whether that is um, through, you know, personal health and, and, and wealth development and looking at, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's gym, maybe it's food, whatever that might look like is going, well, okay, yes, I might have eaten poorly for the last two weeks, but what is it that I can do in order to get myself back on track? And the type of personality that I am, I get excited about things. So then I'll put a little plan together for myself. I'll be like, okay, the next three weeks, I'm going to, you know, go to the gym three times a week. Here's a program that I'm going to be able to follow. And that way I get re-excited and re-engaged and give myself 
a little project that tends to keep me on track because that's the type of personality I am. I like to be excited by the things that I'm doing. So making a little plan, even if it's in my mind or writing it out and making a decision to walk towards that then puts me back into the right space. And again, just checking in to make sure that that little plan is in alignment with the bigger picture so that we're not running too far off track. However, that is lovely. I want to kind of up mm. the difficulty level of the question here for a second for all you ladies out there, because I know for myself, I've spent years working with this voice in my head that wants mm-hmm. to shit on me, uh, sh- or I should say should all over me. Well, you should have this, you mm-hmm. should have that, you mm. should have been stronger. How do you work with those critical voices that occur in your mind to move into acceptance and not to get sucked down that path of, well, all is lost? Hmm. Who wants to take that one on? Well, Anna, were you going to say something else about the... Uh... <laughs> I was. Yeah, it's actually keep going yeah, with that. Quite, quite in alignment with that. Um, one of the books I really like to refer to is The Four Agreements. I don't know if anyone's read that. It's by Don Miguel. The last agreement is always do your best. And I think this is the part that's really important. And what I love about the way that it's defined in the book is that your best is always going to be different depending on where you're at. So your best is going to be different when you are feeling healthy to when you're feeling sick. Your best is going to be different when you're tired versus when you're not tired. Your best is going to be different when there's other influences in your life. So always do your best. And the other part is, no more and no less because because what I find happens is that um, what I find happens is people tend to overdo it so we want to do more than our best so we set these intentions for ourselves that tend to be beyond our current capabilities and what ends up happening is we end up burning out we end up not achieving the goals that we want to achieve that we have set for ourselves and then we end up being down on ourselves and same with the opposite is if we do less than our best then we go into a lot of that you know psychological questioning why who worthlessness etc so that's a really great um, way to remind ourselves what is our best on the day and really adhere to that. But when there are that, those self-doubting um, questions, what I find works really best is being mindful of it and literally using the reversal technique. So, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'll be like, my brain's like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And I'll catch myself up to like the fifth or sixth mental <laughs> thought of I'm tired and I, and I go, no. I'm feeling really sprightly and awake right now. And just breaking that um, cycle of thought pattern, as odd as it sounds, actually stops your brain from spiralling into more of the, well, I'm tired and then I'm tired It's because I don't sleep and if I didn't sleep or it's because I've got poor sleep habits and I, you know, might have gone to bed too late and I shouldn't have watched Netflix and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And let the awfulizing begin. (laughs) That's right. Whereas if the moment we catch ourselves that I'm tired, we go, well, no, actually I'm feeling I'm feeling alive and awake right now because that is just a thought. You can just as easily go, I'm feeling awake to I'm feeling really tired. And what that does is put a break in that cycle of um, negative thought patterns. And I find that really helps me personally uh, across the board as long as I'm able to teach myself to be mindful and catch myself when those thoughts come up. That's wonderful. Ellen, would you like to share what you do when your brain starts to get down on you? 
Yes. Um, so the thing is, like, okay, there's there's a there's a real fine distinction with what Anna just said. It's that's that's really good to stop the thought patterns, but we also have to remember that our brains are looking for proof. So if you try to tell yourself something that can't possibly be true in your own experience right now, you're you're actually it could be you know can kind of take you in the other direction. So remember to take it in smaller increments. And so for me, and this past year, there have been a lot of those moments. Um, things happen where my way of doing something rubs somebody the wrong way, and I'm becoming more visible. So I'm getting out more and more. So I'm getting more and more of some people are responding very well, and some people are not responding very well. And um, there's a lot of old history coming up, I think, for all of us right now. Everyone who's here right now is going through this, where all that old stuff is just coming up to be seen, and you have to do seen, it. acknowledged, and released. Yes, right. And and so there was a large period of time this year where I did not feel like it was going to work. It's just forget it. I might as well just stop right now. Things are not going in the right direction. And the what I do is surround myself with people who inspire me and support me and have my back. And they're not going to bullshit me. <laughs> yes, that's really important. You don't want so yes important. men. You no. want people who will tell you the truth, but with love. <laughs> and that's exactly what you have to do for yourself. So the examples that you gave were really good because they're believable. So you just have to make sure. And, and one of my favorite quotes was from uh, Lynn Grabhorn. And she said, and I think she might have gotten this from somebody else, but it's like, you don't want to do this thing where you're in your car and the gas is going down, 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 down. And you pull out a happy face sticker and you slap it on that damn thing and you go, ha, 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 I can't see that my gas is going down. I have a happy face sticker on my I'm gas. I'm going tank. to run on this tank forever. <laughs> right. And that doesn't work, right? So that's not what we want to do. What we want to do is um, put in something that's believable and then watch for evidence of it. And evidence could be like, you know, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to pay the bills. Well, oh, I just found a penny. There's money coming in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I can pay at least one penny on one of those bills. Right. I mean, where yeah. there's one penny, there could be more pennies. It's just, you know, you're, so you're looking for evidence. You're looking for something that's believable and you're surrounding yourself with people who really get you and not um, isolating yourself in a place where all you're getting is social media, which is not gonna oh. make you feel seen <laughs> yeah so social media is the ultimate comparing my inside to someone else's outside and that's never a winning proposition <laughs> right so yeah this past year was really a, a tough one for me and I didn't think it was going to be so I'm ready to now you know understand that I do know who I do recognize when I'm on the right path and I do recognize when there are people around me who get me and I get them and there's a give and then take Exactly. I like that. I love what you brought forward about the the step towards the positive needing to be credible because it was probably 30, 35 years ago, I was first exposed to the idea of positive affirmations. And I, I was given a bunch of positive affirmations. And I can remember like looking in the mirror and saying this stuff to myself. And every time I said something, there's this voice in the back of my head that went, that's a lie. 
that's that's not true. And so I finally started to make progress with that once I started not reaching quite as far. Right. Yeah. Marla, how do you deal with that critical voice? So first of all, when you said how, you know, about shooting all over yourself. And when I was in my mid-20s, I, 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 I was talking to someone and I said, I should, what if all those words that we say, because we feel that our position should be different than the one we're in. We're actually already, in, yes. Already shooting, right? Um, and what I learned way back then was we're exactly where we need to be for the, for the, education we need to have for the growth for the learning and so yeah whenever I find myself well if I'm trying if I'm shooting somebody else I apologize and I I apologize when you catch yourself it's like sorry I shouldn't shoot all over you so I'm going to pull back but when I tell myself I would invite you (laughs) (laughs) have you thought of it this way yes (laughs) but I um but for myself when something happens and, and I work at my, I work very hard at stopping myself in my tracks when I hear the voice of criticism and say, okay, what, why, why do you, so if it's like, you're not, I'm trying to think of a good criticism for myself that I would think, because I work really hard not to get into self-criticism, but if I do get into it, I try to turn it around for myself. And stop myself in the track. And one of the things I always say is clear delete, because I believe that you're putting the energy out into the universe. And before it comes back like a boomerang and hits you tenfold, I want to stop it in its track. So exactly. Let's it, let's take that back. <laughs> exactly. If I find out I'm being negative and being human, I go clear delete three times and it it just gets me, it makes me pay attention to my words and my thoughts. And I've been doing this now for over 15 years. So I hope that I'm a little more conscious than I was back then. <laughs> and I don't have to use that all the time. But that being said, I really um, try to be gentle on myself and not beat myself up because it doesn't do you any good. And it's like, okay, you, you, you messed up. I'm sorry. Let's do it better. Get educated on what you're deficit in. Whatever it might be, there are services, there are resources where one could take whatever happened and turn it around, that's number one. And number two is I feel that there's no such thing as failure. It's just a stepping stone to growth and to learning and to getting to the next level in a different way. You know, again, taking another path, but I don't beat myself up anymore about it or feel shamed about it anymore. Mm, That's wonderful. So there's another question that has come in on the list here, and that's, if you're in one of those kind of creative block moments, you're feeling like there's no ins- inspiration, you're not connected to your higher self, you're not kind of hearing, feeling, experiencing that intuition that perhaps you have had in the past or aspire to at some point in the future. How do you go about shifting yourself out of that mode and into something a little bit more open, more flowing, more creative? Ellen, why don't uh, we start with you? Um, <laughs> I, I think a break is about to come. Well, we've got now. two minutes, so <laughs> you have minutes. some time <laughs> to <laughs> answer. Okay. So, all right. So creativity happens when you can trick your logical linear brain into 
um, jumping into a, another place. You get you distract your brain, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, many of them are just right at your fingertips. Get up, take a walk. Um, you know, uh, do some doodling. Uh, call a friend. You know, it's like the the million millionaire game. You know, I'm going to call a friend now. Um, <laughs> Where my lifeline. Exactly. Exactly. But the main thing is to uh, regroup and pull it apart and then put it back together. And, and, and really it's, uh, yeah, I would need more than two minutes. <laughs> well, we, we will continue discussing this after the break. So you just keep rambling on until I give you the wrap moment here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the the main thing is that we have a, a linear kind of way of thinking, and we also have an inspired way of thinking. And when you ask questions, you're tapping into the inspired way. And when you take a walk in nature, you're tapping into the inspired way. And we need both. You don't want to just do one. <laughs> and, and I love that you brought up questions. And when we come back from the break, we're going to dig into the power of questions a little bit more around this same topic. For all of you out there listening in on our conversation today, I'd like to invite you to participate. In fact, I invite you to participate. I'm not even going to say I would like. I invite you to participate with us. Um, during the break, there will be a little phone call, uh, phone number that's played for you. You can join us that way, or you can go on to Transformation Space on Facebook, and you can put your question or your issue in the comments. And we will discuss that with you. So think about what you might want to kick into this discussion with and hang with us. We'll be right back after the break. Starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown, not just talk radio is like a superhero, inspiring, problem solving, and informing with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales. I am here with the wonderful and amazing Marla Goldberg, Ellen Coronet, and Anna Ashrav. And before the break, we were discussing when you're feeling stuck, when you feel like you've got this creative writer's block kind of thing happening, how do we shift out of that mode? So Ellen, do you have any additional tips for us from your world of creativity? Because I know you are a creativity expert. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I think I gave a little bit of food for thought already about, um, you know, sort of reframing, asking yourself big questions um, and allowing yourself to take a real break from it. And always, always, when you take a break from something and you come back, you're going to see it differently. Absolutely. Now, let's dig into the questions a little bit more, because I've noticed that there are questions that move you forward and questions that leave you stuck. What are some good questions to ask yourself when you're looking to move forward into your creativity? Right. The easiest thing to do is don't allow yourself to ask a yes, no question. And mm-hmm. don't allow yourself to ask a how or, a, a, you know, something that has like a a very um, linear kind of an answer. So for example, um, I want brownies. If I just ask, um, you know, how do I make brownies? I'm going to think of a recipe. I'm going to go look up a recipe. But um, how can I have the experience of that amazing chocolatey gooiness that comes right out of the (laughs) oven, right? It's going to get me to another place. So it's just opening it up to more... Um, open-ended where you don't necessarily know what the map looks like, but you know where you're starting and where you're ending. Interesting. I like that. Marla, do you have any fun tools that you use? I know you're a writer and I'm sure writer's block has probably happened for you once or twice in the past. (laughs) Just a couple of times. So there's, if I'm writing or doing something like that, I tend to get quiet. I get, I meditate first and then I'll start automatic writing. I'll just write whatever comes to mind where I don't think about it. I just write. I don't question. I don't judge. I just write. And so sometimes getting quiet for me and then starting works in that capacity. If I'm painting, which I do also, I'm a painter. Um, I will throw on music that I dance to or I sing to. And on the, at the top of my lungs, I don't care if I'm alone or not. I start, it out. I do. I do. It's it's embarrassing, but I love it anyway. And I <laughs> I do that. And sometimes that'll help in just general, you know, if you're stuck, like like if you need to clean, you're you know. And domestic engineering is not my favorite thing to do. Yep, but, me either. <laughs> so sometimes you have to get yourself motivated. Put on a song, you know, so you can move to the music or sing to the music. But it helps get it moving. 
for me. You, you know, that's that's where I put on like the heavy metal music. <laughs> like, yes, we're gonna clean. <laughs> that's so funny. So Anna, what do you use to move yourself into creativity when you're feeling a little stuck or stumped? I think it really helps to know yourself. So I know for me personally, I work better in the morning than I do at night time. So therefore I will tend to put the creative processes in place in the morning rather than attempt to do it in the evening, um, especially if it's new thought process, whereas if it's kind of creating like marketing collateral, that's something that calms me down. And if it's visual, I'll do that more in the evening because for me that is a creative output rather than a um, a new thought. Out. You know, how we, like when you're coming up with a creative idea or when you're executing a creative idea, it's a very different mindsets are coming up with the new ideas I tend to do in the morning and then rolling those things out from a visual perspective I'll tend to do later in the afternoon. Exercise really helps, like getting endorphins pumping, so going to the gym, having a complete break, Um, sometimes clearing the space around me. So I find that I go into self-sabotage mode and sit in you know, my office that's not as clean as I'd like it to be. So if I'm finding myself not, you know, as mentally clear as I'd like to be. Sometimes I'll clean my space and um, come back to it from that perspective. But I think at the end of the day, it really helps to understand what helps you as an individual, whether it is music, um, whether it is exercise, and also how your brain works. Like I know for me, I like to talk about something and then my brain percolates and creates the strategy of what's going to happen. And once it's done that, then I can sit down and just roll something out. So whether it's, let's say, a strategy for an event or whether it's for some form of communication or whether it is even a proposal for a client that might be difficult, I know that I need to sit down, talk about it, understand all the different moving parts and then just let my brain what I call percolate. And I'll literally say to you know, my clients, I'll be like, let me percolate on this and my mind will come up with a solution and without fail, it always does. And so it'll kind of put the pieces into place. And once they're ready, I'm able to sit down and really just roll something out really quickly because at that point I've done all the, I guess, thinking work and my body's ready to do the output work. So, yeah, that's kind of how I tend to deal with those things. Because I know if I sit down and I don't have clarity in my mind of the strategy, then I will struggle and I will self-sabotage and I will stop and I will eat and I will do whatever I need to do to procrastinate. I will just plant myself on the sofa and watch reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, That's wonderful. I know for myself, when I get into one of those modes, one of the things that will bust me out of it faster than anything is finding someone that I can talk to about what it is I'm trying to accomplish, because there's something about that interpersonal rea- uh, interaction with somebody that kind of breaks those barriers down in the process of explaining what it is to somebody and what I, I think I'm trying to accomplish. Suddenly, the material mm. just starts to come together and to roll. I love that. All right, let's see what else we have on our question list here today. Mm. Mm. Oh, let's talk about 
talking to our clients, our ideal clients, because I know there are many ways we attempt to spark conversation with them. Uh, So how do interviews and market research and quizzes, how do you take those from like a flat thing and turn them into a two-way conversation? I guess who wrote that question? I can't imagine. (laughs) Would you like to start answering that question? Sure, because I mean, because really, you guys also have a lot of wisdom about this. So this is, this is really just the idea of um, normally what happens when we try to go out and ask people questions is the first gut instinct is, you know, how, what do you do for a living? How are you? What do you know? We're asking very one way things um, that are also very linear. Um, so the, the way that I uh, work with my clients when we're creating a quiz, that's really going to go two ways is we start with what you really know. Well, like what is your brilliant thing? And then we begin from there and we begin by sort of offering that out. Mm-hmm. And then you start to get reactions back and forth. And that may sound kind of self-centered, but what it really is, is um, very two-way because we're offering something and then we're finding out something and then we're coming back. So it goes, it bounces back and forth. Do you have um, an example you can give us of what this looks like from your business or a client's business? Yes. Um, so one of my clients creates shields for, um, electromagnetic radiation protection Hmm. and they have two quizzes one of them is about something very boring how much exposure do you have to electromagnetic radiation nobody wants to find that god i live in a data center i just it would be horrifying (laughs) right so what we do is we start with um you know, just sort of describing their habits, like, you know, how much do you travel and how do you do this? And what do you, you know, and some of it is very kind of fun and we've made it visual. Um, What Anna just referred to a moment ago is everybody has different ways of approaching things. And some people, you know, it goes inside and then it's very visual and then it comes back out. So we need to accommodate all that. So you start with some pictures, you know, which ones make you feel uh, the most productive, you know, things like that. Um, and in the in that particular quiz, it is fairly uh, dry, but we start by asking some questions that um, people can really relate to, like, um, you know, about the, the symptoms of feeling tired all the time and about um, things like that. So it's a little bit about lifestyle. It's a little bit of visual. It's a little bit of different ways of going back and forth. And they're learning as they answer the questions. So that's really the key is that my client was able to infuse each question with something that you wouldn't have thought about before. Like it's a different way of thinking about it. Absolutely. So that's how, that's how it starts to go back and forth. And it still is kind of one way, but um, there's a social science behind it. And it's a little more engaging. So We've come back around to questions again. So how do questions allow us to tap into or access the collective unconscious? Marla? That's a really great question. Um, How does it? Because when you, well, for me, when I ask a question that I really want an answer from, from spirit, 
I'll ask the question and then I'll get on to something else, a different task. I won't try to like get the information. And what I find is I will get my answer in the shower or when I'm driving the car or when I'm walking the dog, all of a sudden I will hear the answer to what I was asking about. And I'm, and it's always right. It's always mm. spot on. And I can't argue it. I can't, I, you know, there's no debating it. It's like, whether I like the answer or not, there's I, your I answer it because of where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. So that that's really how I, I start with the questions. You know, if you, you know, if I need to find out information, that's how I tap in. I love that. Anna, what's your experience with using questions to move things forward? How do you use them? Uh, well, what I find works really well because I am in this space of events and I have the opportunity for my own personal uh, clients to have them in the room with me. What I find works really well is doing market research in the room and really encouraging people to share and talk to each other. One, it builds a lot of trust within the room. It helps people to connect and people like to talk about themselves. One of the first things I do in events and then also encourage clients to do within their events is put it back to the audience and ask them, you know, who you are, what do you do or why are you here and then what is your greatest challenge with and then insert whatever it is that you do. So for me, what is your greatest challenge when it comes to running events? And then I go around the room and empower each person to be able to answer that and it does a number of things. One, it lets everybody in the room know that they're in the same page and have some thoughts around, you know, what are their challenges and opportunities. Two, it tells me exactly what the people want to know and I write these on the board. So once they're written on the board, What that means is I have market research for doing content in the future because I answer these questions. It means that throughout the event, I have the opportunity to tick those questions off and make sure that I am responding to my audience and it then enables me to potentially use the collective brain power to help solve some of those problems in order to create that collective input. So really utilising questions, especially at the start, and encouraging people to share from a space of, you know, a challenge will then enable everybody to have their own individual say and also help make a two-way conversation and enable me to do market research, which I can push onto the marketing material further down the track. All right. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me here today. We are running out of show runway. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it should be over already, but here we are. Thank you for joining us today, all of you out there in listener land. We would not be here without you, and we are here to serve you. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I will repeat here at the tail end, I really do want to talk to you. I want to hear from you what you're about, what you like, what your challenges are, what you don't like. So take this opportunity, get your pen and paper, and I want you to write down two things. Write down 2020resolutionskeptsummit.com. You can join us over there and have conversations there. If you would like something a little more private, a more private forum, you can go to bit.ly, that's L-Y, slash book Zofia Zoom chat. And each of those words is capitalized. Book Zofia Zoom chat. B-O-O-K, capital Z-O-F-I-A, capital Z-O-O-M, capital C-H-A-T, book Sophia Zoom chat. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, go out, 
and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 